Welcome to the Blogger Bites podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Urban. This is a podcast for bloggers, influencers, and content creators. Here, I'll share transparent advice plus emerging tools and platforms to empower you to establish your brand, serve your audience, and monetize your influence. I'm so happy you're here. In today's episode, I'm breaking down one of the most asked questions I receive. What do you wish you would have known when you started blogging? I'm sharing my top tips, favorite tools and platforms, mistakes I learned the hard way, and how to set up a successful blog in 2023. After reflecting on this question, I have 10 blogging mistakes to avoid with solutions and alternatives, and I might throw in a bonus as well. As a reminder, my primary blog, The Urban Life, is a food blog with a touch of travel and lifestyle. So while these experiences are through the lens of a food blogger, and some are food blogging specific, many of the things we'll be talking through are general enough to be helpful for all new and beginning bloggers. Let's just jump right in. My first blogging mistake was starting a blog on freewordpress.com. If you are starting a blog, you want to own that blog. That's why I highly recommend starting a self-hosted blog using wordpress.org rather than Wix or Squarespace, let's say. This took me a while to understand, but WordPress is so highly recommended because its framework makes it easy for search engines to crawl, plus it has several integrations with third-party platforms and powerful plugins. WP Opt currently takes care of my hosting, and honestly, I couldn't be happier. Be sure to really do your research on hosts so it saves lots of confusion down the road. You can always switch hosts, but you definitely want to start with a reputable one. Moving right along, choose a mobile-friendly theme. I played around with several free themes over the years, but when I finally understood site speed, user experience, and the SEO benefits behind certain ones, it really all clicked. I currently use Foodie Pro with the Feast plugin. It's incredibly popular with food bloggers, and for good reason, the developer stays on top of best practices and pushes updates with new features honestly more often than I'd expect, which is amazing. And so yes, it is an investment, but it's cheaper than hiring a designer. Plugins are another huge part of blogging and they're tools that eventually become second nature. However, these are the things that you just don't know about until you're told. You don't know until you know. One of the most powerful plugins that all food bloggers really need to have is a recipe card plugin. I use and love WP Recipe Maker, but spent years not using a recipe card plugin at all. WP Recipe Maker takes care of the recipe metadata that helps food bloggers rank on search engines. It's also optimized for speed, easy to customize, and mobile friendly. I really encourage you to use a recipe card. There's a free version from the start. Please learn from my mistakes. It will save you so much time and lots of headaches. By the way, I'm mentioning a lot of products and services in this episode. 
I will have them all linked in the description or show notes. And if I have any discount codes or affiliate links, I will be sure to include those as well. Okay, so this is something that I just started doing about five months ago. Don't use precious brain space and power on formatting your blog posts every single time. Save time by creating a reusable outline. Most blog posts will follow the same or similar format with certain headings and whatnot. You can create a reusable block in WordPress, and then when you go to write or update a post, simply insert it in and get going. <laughs> Not only does it help you stay on track, it really does provide a good user experience for your readers. We're halfway through and this one's a biggie. One of my biggest blogging mistakes was putting so much focus and spending so much time on Instagram. Yes, it was helpful for connecting with certain members of my audience and it did work to my advantage for sponsored posts, but it does not drive a significant amount of traffic to my blog and that's ultimately my number one goal and priority. Looking back, I wish I would have invested a majority of that time learning about SEO rather than scrolling through hashtags. Of course, we live and we learn, but unless a social media platform really fills you up or provides a return on investment, consider what you're really doing and if it aligns with your business goals. In the same vein, instead of wanting so badly to grow on social media, Looking back, I wish I would have put that energy towards growing my email list. If you already have an established email list, good for you. You can and you should start emailing out regular newsletters as soon as possible with your first post even. In addition to regular emails going out to your subscribers, nurture them. This is something I didn't do for quite a while. You can create a freebie opt-in that they automatically receive when they join your list and then once they're subscribed, put them in your welcome sequence so they can get to know you, the type of content you create, all of that good stuff. While I've had different freebies in the past, I didn't create a welcome series until last year. And let me tell you, people who subscribe to your email list want to hear from you. They want to connect and chat back and forth. It's been incredibly rewarding to form connections with new subscribers within days or weeks of them discovering my content for the very first time. So don't wait to start any of that. Get a head start now. We've only got a few more to go, but this is another big one. If you follow me or have listened to any of my other episodes, you knew this one was coming. I can't really call this one a mistake because I genuinely didn't know of its existence or understanding what it meant. So I want to pay it forward in case you've never heard of this blogging technique. I would like to introduce you to keyword research. I'm certainly no expert, but essentially you're researching what actual search terms and queries users are typing in to search engines. This is so impactful and powerful because it will let you know what content users want to know about. There are a handful of really amazing resources to learn more about this. And along with that, there are several keyword researching tools. I use and recommend KeySearch. It's quite affordable and gets the job done. If I was starting my blog today, keyword research would be the very first thing I do to help guide my decisions on which blog post to publish first. 
I can't stress enough how highly I recommend this. The last three aren't exactly tools or platforms, but I believe they're just as important. Blogging can feel really isolating at times. I used to be nervous about reaching out to others or asking for help because I didn't want to be a bother. Don't make that mistake, y'all. Find your people, join groups, attend conferences, and put yourself out there. It's one of the best parts of blogging, and some of my best friends are now creators I've only met in person maybe one or two times, but since we stay connected virtually, it's honestly like we're always together. It's so incredibly important to always stay curious and surround yourself with other creators. It really helps you stay inspired and motivated. It's also really, really, really hard not to compare yourself or your blog to others. If you find yourself falling into this, first off, you're not alone. And second, remember that you're comparing your start to somebody else's middle. We all start somewhere. To combat this, I recommend celebrating your wins on a weekly basis. No win is too small. Keeping track of these wins over time will help you see how far you've come and all that you've accomplished. Have an abundance mindset. I used to think I would never get on Mediavine or reach any of my income goals. I would set these goals thinking they're mega stretch goals and I'll just never reach them. But you know what happened? I met or exceeded them. Of course, I haven't reached all of my goals and I fall short just like everybody else with certain things, but I'm acutely aware of when those limited mindset beliefs start to creep in. No, say no thanks, not today. <laughs> Keeping a gratitude journal and once again, celebrating those wins, big or small, really helps. Lastly, published is better than perfect. This is something I heard years ago and I've been preaching it ever since. Now, I'm not going to tell you to push out poorly written or ill-researched blog posts, but stop obsessing. Stop overthinking every single word and don't get too caught up in the process. If you have a post with helpful, relevant information, it's a disservice not to share it with the world. Stop doubting yourself and take the leap. Once published, you can always go back and edit. The first step of publishing is often the hardest. After that, you'll be well on your way. I hope hearing about my previous blogging mistakes and going down memory lane, sharing what I wish somebody would have told me years ago really helps you along your journey. And if it does, if it did, if you resonated with this, please reach out to me. I would really love to chat with you either via DM or email. If nothing else, I hope it inspires you to keep going and not give up. Even if you make a mistake, learn from it and grow. I just listed my top 10 biggest blogging mistakes and y'all, I'm still here. I'm doing all right. As always, you guys, thanks so much for joining me, Jenna Urban, in this episode of Blogger Bites. See you next time.